0: Okay, um so this episode we're covering season four, um, episode four of Game of Thrones, and I have four fellow JB shippers with me. I have Chiki
1: Hi, I'm Chiki,
0: Chikrin on Tumblr. I have um Eon.
2: Hi, this is Eon. I'm Eon Blue Negative on Tumblr.
0: Yellow Delaney. Hi,
2: this
3: is YJ, and I'm Yellow
0: Delaney on Tumblr. And Torg.
2: Hi, this is
3: Torgover.
0: I'm evil Torgover on Tumblr. Awesome. And I am Lady of Tarth, or Lot, as I also go by once in a while. Um so I'm just gonna try to do a kind of like a quick recap. This is kind of like our episode, Oath <laughs> So we're gonna try to whiz by all this boring <laughs> stuff we have to kinda of go. Other
3: <laughs> like, <Are that> things <laughs> happened in this episode.
0: I know, right? <laughs> okay, well let's get on with it. Um so we open up with uh, Miss Sandy and Grey Worm, and she's teaching him to read, which I thought was quite lovely. Um, and uh, they're just talking about their lives before they were slaves. And, you know, Grey Worm seems like he doesn't much care to reminisce about that. In fact, he says he doesn't remember anything before being in an unsullied. Um, they are interrupted by Barristan and Daenerys. They walk in and tell them it's time. So they are planning an attack on Myre- Marine. Um, the slave. It shows a cut to of the slaves all going through the sewers into marine, and um, they arrive where there is a big hold of all these slaves where they've been talking about if they should revolt and um, you know throw their lot in with the the dragon queen Daenerys. Um, so my question was in the books, uh, whose idea was it to actually do this attack? A lot of it was Dany's. Really? She was the mastermind? Why am I like... I, I wouldn't call her the mastermind,
1: but <laughs> she she kind of um, worked around some issues that they had with the siege. Hmm.
0: I kind of, I don't know why I'm disappointed by that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they did change a lot, though. I mean, in the books, it's uh, Jorah and Barristan who were sent in through the sewers with some men. Oh. I don't know if I'm still leader with them. This is kind of the the testing that she does of Barristan and Jora after she finds out that they've both kind of deceived her.
0: right?
1: I so know. we're completely off book. Oh
0: yeah, because like in this one it's just Grey Worm. And some I, yeah. all, like, I think I, it was really nice that
4: we finally had some Grey Worm showing his charisma, since he was elected leader of the Unsullied, so it it kind of shows that he was pr- a pretty charismatic fellow amongst those guys.
0: Yeah, that's a good point, it's- I don't know. I, 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 like, I like both Miss Sandy and Grey Worm. They're both beautiful, so I don't mind. Yeah, that. I
1: think these are really good changes that they've
5: made.
0: <laughs>
2: Aging the Sandy. The scene was pretty reminiscent of, of Spartacus with the slave rebellion, with the story of Spartacus. It reminded oh, me of that.
0: Uh, I have, like, a Spartacus, like, note, but that's, like, later. I'll <laughs> 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 <That's laughs> steal my notes. <thoughts. laughs> okay, so anyway, after, um,. He unveils this sack of uh, weapons he has for the slaves. They all seem more keen on revolting. Um, In the next scene, you see a master with his two guards, who are not slaves. And uh, he's got a kill the masters, written in English. (laughs) But I I guess for our benefit, I guess. (laughs) And... uh... (laughs) You also see a uh, pan up to the top of the pyramid, and it's uh, this giant black Targ flag. Mm.
5: <laughs>
0: and then it's stabby, stabby, Murdersville time, and they kill the guy. Yay. <laughs> and then, like, the next scene is kind of, I don't know, it kind of made me laugh a little bit. It's like, right away, it's like Daenerys walking up the steps, everyone <laughs> shouting, Misa Misa, is they apt to do. Mm. <laughs>
2: My daughter thought they were saying pizza.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. I
3: mean, they probably are hungry. Let's face it.
4: It sort of reminded me of, like, the images of Jesus walking through the city where they're throwing down the palms and they're throwing down the collars and was surrounded by children. and oh, And then, of course, there's crucifixion.
2: I just kept thinking it looked like a bad tripping hazard while she was stepping all over those.
3: What I found interesting about that scene particularly was um, Barristan's little chat with Danny, um, and about how he's you know trying to counsel her about perhaps um, favouring mercy over what she calls justice. Um, And I wonder, you know, is this some sort of indication of? Danny maybe descending a little bit into madness or you know Barriston seen this happen before you know with, uh, with Danny's dad and I wonder is he worried that the same thing is going to
0: happen to Danny? You like totally read my note <laughs> That was my question. <laughs> I, I'm in <laughs> your computer reading your notes. <laughs> that's good. So uh, what, do we, what do we think? Is, is, Do you think that's a hint of things to come? We'll start with Chiki.
1: Um, I think it's a little more heavy-handed than anything we see in the books. And um, I kind of tend to read into what the show does with things like that. Mm-hmm. So I find it very interesting that they're already starting with maybe questioning mm-hmm. her sanity. <laughs>
0: yeah. And like Barristan's like your ultimate straight man, right? <laughs> like <laughs> Totally. <laughs> How about uh, you, Jana? Did you feel that way? That they're hinting at Danny's? Brutality, oh, yeah, I definitely
2: it. so, and I think we're going to see more of it this season.
4: Tark you too? It's, it's, um, it's interesting because she does the same thing in the books, and I mean, it, 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 I guess it just has a different effect when you see it as opposed to when you just read it. and But I do uh, agree that they did frame it in a very ominous way.
3: Yeah, Yeah, they did. You're right, though. It was a very sort of brutal scene to watch, The Crucifixions. I found it, you know, quite distressing. So it does sort of hammer home just exactly what she is doing. It doesn't, you know, read, I guess, as strongly in the books because you can't actually see the visual.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, and it's kind of an afterthought in the books a little bit. mm -hmm. Not an
3: afterthought, but you really
1: don't experience the scene. Right. Yeah, it's not really brought to the forefront like it is in the show. As you said, it's more heavy-handed. It was really powerful, that final shot of her when they panned
0: up to her on top oh, right.
1: of the pyramid yes. and she was listening to the screams of these people she'd already yes. killed. That
4: was terrifying. Yeah. It
1: yeah. was,
0: yeah. And then you got unlo- another like lovely shot of that giant black <laughs> <character> <laughs> play, yeah. I mean, you know, your, your feelings
1: are mixed. These are people who have done something horrible. Yeah. But at the same time it is awful to hear their suffering.
2: Yeah, for sure. Right. I'd just... really like to know I'd really like to know where she got all of that black and red fat fabric and maybe
3: she makes some red dresses for her. <laughs> that, that's where she got the fabric. They've oh, wow, been saving it for flags, not for her outfits.
0: There was a great Tumblr post that someone made where they said they pictured Jorah and Dario <laughs> embarrassed in painting that flag for her. Oh, I saw that. <laughs>
3: that made me laugh. That was a deleted scene.
0: <laughs> Bonus feature next DVD. <laughs> Yay, yeah, yeah. I'll
3: watch it ten times.
0: Um, okay, so moving on um, is a Jamie and Bron scene, and they're um, fighting in Bron's fucking place. Torque has famously named it. <laughs> so it's um, we see there uh, during the fight. Uh, Jamie seems to be holding his own, and it, it, there's even a moment where they looks like Jamie's going to have the upper hand, and he gives that little smirk, and then Braun rips his golden hand off and smacks him in the face with it. <laughs> that was pretty great. Yay. <laughs> And then they have this like um, this whole conversation about Tyrion, and it's like Bron becomes Jiminy Cricket for oh my Jaime. gosh, I was
3: gonna say that <laughs> everyone's in each other's notes
0: today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like Jamie's conscience, and like, have you visited your brother? And did you know he that he asked you to be his champion? Are you gonna fight for him now? It's like it was he laid it on pretty thick. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess uh, one of my questions was. Um, And kind of one I dread to ask, but I have to go there. Um, This is the first time we've seen Jamie since the last episode with the whole um, sex scene. Um, Did it kind of sully you?
1: And should we maybe just give kind of a blanket trigger warning for this episode
0: with regard to sexual assault? Maybe there's a lot of it in this episode. There
1: is a lot of it. So if it's an issue, maybe check out now. I don't know. (laughs)
0: There you go. It's uh, our official trigger warning. All right, go read some fan fiction. Go read fan <laughs> yeah. I, I can, read a little bit of yeah, a I can recommend a few. <laughs> 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 I <I'm> just. <kidding. laughs> okay, so enough joviality. Let's uh, go back into this. So, did it? Did it affect you when you were watching this?
4: I admit it, sort of did, but then I tried to remind myself: it's not. It didn't happen. It's not real so I, I got
0: past it yeah and you're the one Relatively, I was quickly. curious about because um, of the, the conversation we had last episode and how you were like didn't happen didn't <laughs> happen <laughs> no I, I'm still telling myself that and uh, uh, it, it's okay It's I'm still believing that <laughs> uh, how about you Eon
2: well I came to terms with, with it before I even watched this last episode so I was I was fine
1: Chicky. Yeah, I I was able to kind of compartmentalize it, um, and just kind of go with my book version of what that scene should have been, right. Which is apparently what the production staff is doing, right? uh, Because they don't seem to address it.
0: So (laughs) yeah, that's coming up, and I think we've lost uh, Yellow Delaney. So um, when are you here? Oh, your little button is red on my thing. What about you? Did it, Sully? you?
3: Yeah, I can't deny I found it tricky to deal with and I I sort of found it difficult to reconcile the sort of show version of Jamie now with the book version. But, yeah, I guess like Chicky and and the others, I've I've just kind of tried to compartmentalize it and and move on.
0: Yeah. Uh, For me, it definitely had an impact and I just had this awful feeling in my stomach watching it. It just wasn't my Jamie up there anymore. so. I um, dissipate it somewhat with the scenes he had with Brienne, but it's going to take some time to be able to segment those two. Um, so next we go on to Jamie and Tyrion, and um, I guess his Jiminy cricketing worked. <laughs> <laughs> so he talks to Tyrion and tells him, oh, it's not so bad. You know, I had to sit... <laughs> tied to a post covered in my own shit for months (laughs) um and they talk a little bit about cersei and it's like Tyrion's almost um testing jamie's loyalties Uh, that's how it read to me and he even gets in a little dig about your son and jamie's like don't go there (laughs) and uh they have the little line about the kingslayer brothers which seems to be a direct um Variation of in the books when he calls them noseless and handless, the Lannister boys.
3: (laughs) Kingslayer Brothers, a new Westeros
0: heavy metal band. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then they asks him if uh, he killed Joffrey. And um, are you really asking me if I'd kill my brother? You know, so it's kind of them working out their issues in this scene. That's what it seemed like to me.
3: Yeah, I really I really enjoyed that scene. I thought um, particularly how their voices got very soft when they had that exchange about, you know, are you asking me if I killed your son? Are you really asking me if I kill my brother? I thought that was just really touching and lovely. Yeah.
4: I really liked the blocking in this scene, uh, how they're both sitting on the floor and then... Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of means they're sort of equal in what they've experienced, sort of.
3: Both equally defeated. Yeah. Actually, you know what I found particularly interesting about this was when um, they start discussing Sansa and Tyrion sort of mentions that he doesn't think she's a murderer and then he adds, not yet. And I wonder if that was some <laughs> some foreshadowing as to what may happen perhaps in the Eyrie. <laughs> Or or, or somewhere. Because I don't know if we're... Should we be discussing uh, things that we've heard about the Winds of Winter or are we we spoiler-free for
0: that portion? There's, like, Winds of Winter spoilers for Sansa?
3: I haven't read
4: up on many of those.
0: Yeah, no, we hear hear that there's a controversial
3: Sansa chapter coming up. So I I I do wonder if... Yeah, I wonder if that's uh, some sort of foreshadowing for that.
0: Now that might be a good time to put the disclaimer in that we are we will not spoil, spoil your
3: podcast. <laughs> oh man, right, Forget that. Not too many disclaimers for this podcast.
0: <laughs> Explicit, there's triggers.
4: We are not a safe podcast.
0: Not nope. safe at all. Don't listen. <laughs> Just some now. Fun? Yeah, we will be spoiling you. I'm sorry if you've been spoiled up into here, but I can't do anything about that now. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um one thing is is this not the scene where um Tyrion should be revealing that Cersei's been fucking around on Jamie? Great question. Like, I, I think d- they're
2: gonna save save that for later. Yeah. It's from-
0: ti- Tyrion doesn't say
4: it Tyrion doesn't say it until he's mad at Jamie, so yeah. Good point. I
0: was
3: gonna say, doesn't that happen later when Jamie frees him in the tunnels?
0: Yeah, but everything's so shifted and skewed. Yeah, <laughs> I right know. Now. It's, it's
3: actually hard to
0: predict when anything's, or if anything's going to happen. I guess I just hope it happens, because I cannot wait for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
4: that's, Moon that's, that's boy, for all I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, the one thing, too, in this scene is uh, Jamie mentions that Cersei is offering knighthood to have finds Sansa. So I thought that was kind of. Um, It's kind of the moment when um, Jamie is going to, like, is he going to, you know, continue on this redemption arc?
5: Um,
0: Do you think that's the moment he decides that he's going to give Brienne all her lovely gifts? My
1: impression was that Tyrion and Jamie discussed what to do about Sansa, like, after the camera cut away, basically. Because clearly they discussed Pod, and we don't see that either.
0: That's true. Mm -hmm. Good point. I like that okay um so moving on we have Littlefinger and Sansa and they're in the cabin of creepy and on the boat (laughs) he reveals that that he's um going to marry her aunt Liza and uh, she just point out straight out asks him did you kill Joffrey? Littlefinger um doesn't really answer her but he's like kind of seems to be giving her this quiz just I don't know if he's like testing her intelligence or what um He suggests maybe Tyrion did it, and she just outrightly says no, defends Tyrion. Um, She tries to figure out his motives, and he says, I'd risk everything to get what I'd want, and more creepy touching of the shoulder. (laughs) Get away from Uh, her!
4: The the little quiz thing was him teaching her using the Socratic method. So Mm -hmm. he's either... Training her to be a lawyer, or he's trying to psychoanalyze her. <laughs> you could go either way.
0: <laughs>
4: you could go either way.
0: So my question is: What is Littlefinger's everything? Because he says he would risk everything to pretty much gain everything. What is he after? What's his end game? Theories.
3: I think power. Really power. Is end game.
0: Yeah. It's I interesting mean, too I, I really that think, we we've seen
1: know. him. Go ahead, <laughs> we've seen him twice. Um, since he probably would have heard about the Red Wedding. And yet he hasn't addressed that at all, which is interesting. He doesn't really address it much in the books either. Yeah. But it, it is an interesting thing knowing that he was in love with Catelyn.
0: Yeah, and he has her daughter now, right?
1: Yes he does.
0: He looks a lot like her. Yeah, super gross. <laughs> so <laughs> gross. Kind <cabin> of Creepy. <laughs> Anybody want to add anything on to this before we move on?
4: I hope Um, they don't go there, but I think that might be a little much to ask. Obviously. (laughs) It's already got a pretty big molester vibe (laughs) at
1: this point.
3: (laughs) Okay. There was a lot of uh, predatory behavior going on in this episode. Yeah.
1: This episode is full of grooming.
0: Ugh. Yeah. It's gross. It is. It's gross. Okay. Cut to the Tyrells. Um. He's talking about his new friends, so it kind of just transitions into seeing Olana and Marjorie once again walking in the gardens, and they almost like kind of um, <laughs> they they say it themselves, <laughs> you know, with Olana's <laughs> lines about getting so sick of having to walk through these gardens, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and she kind of goes over a little story about how she was never meant to marry Luther. Um, she had been intended to a Targaryen. Because um, somebody help me out, what Targaryen was this? Does anyone know? No idea. No idea. Yeah, no idea. Um, mm. I purely show. Okay. okay. I think what? it's
1: yeah. I think it's a show invention. I don't know for sure, but I think I'm so- gonna say it was Master Aemon. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> okay, I us just go with that. <laughs> yeah,
4: I kind of like that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he would be so locked all over.
0: I like how she said his ludicrous silver hair. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Okay, uh, well, anyway, the way she got out of that betrothal was she snuck into Luther's bedchamber (laughs) so he no longer wanted to marry her sister. I'm like, bitch is ruthless. That's (laughs) the way to do it. And this is where
3: we find out that Elena has mad sexing skills.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So she um, advises Marjorie that she needs to get close to Tommen before Cersei uh, poisons her against him against her and um and I, I, I don't know and once again i'm proven so 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 wrong in all my theorizing that marjorie had anything to do with the purple wedding it's like yeah.
5: yeah well yeah
3: i mean
0: from the books i i got the impression
3: she was involved but yeah apparently they're going to completely exonerate her which i don't know i kind of would have preferred for it to stay perhaps a little bit more
0: ambiguous but mm. anyway yeah I guess you
3: could
2: say that it was plausible deniability.
0: Yeah.
2: Because, I mean, she was going to be marrying Joffrey. She was going to be the queen. So they didn't want her to be in on that scheme. They were going to take care of it without her knowledge.
0: Yeah, which is why this scene kind of read weird to me that Alana would (laughs) reveal so much of it to her if that was what their intention was to keep Mm -hmm. her out of the scheme in the first place.
3: And also that Marjorie was just so shocked. I mean, to me, she hasn't been portrayed as someone who's who's particularly naive, particularly to the ways of her grandmother. Um, yeah, so I don't know. It did the scene to me did uh, did seem a little off. Well, to me, she's
4: it made, still
3: learning, not only. Oh, sorry,
4: oh, uh, she's still learning uh, how to be Olena Tyrell. Bruce. So uh, right, yeah. So she's not there yet. Yeah. It's true. To me, it seemed odd for her to
1: find out this week that it was Elena, considering what the scene was last week. I would think she would have been more concerned last week about who did it if she didn't know last week.
0: Right. She right.
1: doesn't That's... seem to have been concerned at all.
0: Yeah, it just, <laughs> it's felt just awesome. true. it just felt kind of clunky. I don't know. Yeah, clunky. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, okay. Uh, moving on. Uh, John is at the wall and he's training some Night's Watch on how to fight wildlings. And, oh my god, there's Locke. It's <laughs> your man! Yeah, that's my, my guy. <laughs> he's so badass. <laughs> but I, I need him to act more like a cartoon. Like, he did last season. <laughs> like, he's so, like, level this season so far. I'm not enjoying Locke as much this season. He's losing me. <laughs> um, and, like, wow. He mad, Did he ever get up to the wall really quick, too? <laughs> He sure did. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you guys are going to have to help me out with these names here because with, with the Night's Watch, I'm not even going to pretend I can't keep track of <laughs> them.
4: <laughs> <laughs> There's so Dolores Ed and. <laughs> his, <I don't>
0: know. <laughs> who's the acting commander now? Who is that douche? Sir Sir Alistair Thorne. Alice Thorne. Okay, Alistair Thorne. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. There's a line where he gets to dig in at John and reminds him he's a steward and go find a chamber pot to empty. <laughs> um, yeah. And then the other guy, douche number two, is that Slin? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that's John yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I got one right. <laughs> <laughs> he um, tells him he should uh, reconsider the move to Craster's Keep, um, the march to Craster's Keep, so that basically they can set up John to die. <laughs>
3: Um. yeah so we've got the um, I guess the tension building up between uh, Sir Alistair and John which I presume is uh, foreshadowing the leadership battle to come for right. Lord
0: Commander right. so it's like definitely just a scene to set up some of the politics that are going to be going on mm. later on right? Mm-hmm. also I think Jon Snow is an
4: excellent judge of character
3: <laughs> Why, because he's now best friends with Locke.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Um, so. Oh I did
2: want to add one thing to that scene. Yeah. I th- I think I've I think I've figured out who's gonna kill Igret <gasps>
0: Oh wow, you think, wow. tell think us? It's gonna be Gazzle us.
2: Yes. It's the little kid.
0: The <gasps> yeah, <Ollie>. Name
2: Oliver. <gasps> because potato yes, potato boy. Okay, because he says that he was a he was an archer. He was a good archer in his Hamlet, and they're laughing at him. But watch. I mean, he saw his his dad get shot by Grett. And yeah. Whenever he turned oh. around, he's looking at her. I think it, it's the boy. I think the boy is going to Yeah, and I actually had, had that
0: that's ringing true with me, so, yeah. That's yeah. a big spoiler um, alert, um, okay?
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I <laughs> minute, Yigret does. does. That's speculation, that's speculation, that's fair. It's the show universe, for <laughs> all mean, we know, know, Yigret survives. survives.
0: I like that oh, the spoiler alert for Janna is that uh, this person <laughs> might be killing Yigret <laughs> and Yellow Teeth. <dude> <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, Yigret dies? That's not the spoiler <laughs> Oh, we're awesome. Okay. Um, so let's go on to an, another fun scene. Cersei and Jamie and things are awkward. Um, oh, so God. we see her drinking wine, and she's ignoring the pounding on the door. Um, when he finally just enters, Jamie enters the room, they kind of have an exchange about Catelyn and why he was ever set free. He calls Brienne, She calls Brienne a cow at one point.
3: Oh, no, she didn't.
0: Yeah, did you hear that? <laughs> <Yeah>. Cunt. Anyway. <laughs>
3: oh. <laughs> uh, that one goes out to Garland, some to yeah. <laughs> All the cunts go out.
5: Go <laughs> uh,
0: So he tells her that he swore a sacred uh, vow um, to get her daughter back to her. Oh, she said, oh, so you um, gave a sacred vow to the enemy. Um, he says he wanted to get back to her. Um, so she asked her, would you kill Sansa if I asked you? And it just like, it seemed to me like this whole scene just really read like, it was Cersei testing Jamie's loyalties. Like, is he still her tool, you know, to kill people she wants killed? Um, <clears throat> and I kind of just have another note how I was annoyed that they absolutely did not address what happened last episode. All right, well, I mean, I
3: don't think they can address what happened because they didn't intend for that scene to actually read as non-consensual. So,
5: um, <laughs>
3: unfortunately, there's not, not much they could do. <laughs> Unless it, really would
4: have been, it would have been nice if they had said, well, that was some nice consensual sex we had the other day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that,
5: that, that, <laughs> actually, I read, um,
3: someone I read a <laughs> I read a post on Tumblr where someone said that uh, they were hoping it would open on a scene of Jamie and Cersei where they're in bed and Cersei's like, Jamie, I really enjoyed that rape role play that we do.
0: <laughs> That's what I was hoping for and I never did hope for that. Oh, alas. Alas.
4: Boy, if someone had walked in on us, that would have been awkward. It would have looked really bad.
0: Does anyone want to add anything before we go on to the next? Um, Just, I completely agree. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Anne.
2: One thing I did notice is um, she never called him Jamie throughout that whole scene. Mm -hmm.
5: Mm. Never.
2: I mean, even at the end, she just addressed him as the Lord Commander. Very But There was a
3: little bit of of bookending there. and um, When Jamie enters the room, he refers to her as your grace, and then at the end, she refers to him as Lord Commander. Right. And
2: also, I mean, it's really showing her increased paranoia. It's only going to (laughs) go...
3: Yeah, I it looks like we're it looks like we're already starting to get into um, a feast for Curious, Cersei with the paranoia yes. and the excessive yes. drinking.
0: I can't wait! I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Chickie, did you want to add anything? In oh that? yeah,
1: I just I completely agree with the evaluation that clearly the production did not intend the scene from a couple of weeks ago to read as rape. Um, everything about this season I think will not address that. Because yeah. they didn't intend to do it. And I think with this scene it's very clear what the power dynamics are between Cersei and Jamie. I mean she's basically his boss. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And was last week as well. And I think that's just the way that they've framed the season. It's unfortunate that they don't seem to realize that they showed a rape scene.
0: Yeah.
1: But I think they're going to move ahead as though they didn't, because the season's already in the can.
0: Right. And unfortunate is a very nice word. (laughs) Yeah. Um, When she does dismiss him, as uh, Eon pointed out, it's uh, very pointedly her addressing him as Lord Commander. Go do your duty.
5: Um, And
0: she tells him to post four guards at the king's door and apparently that's a good idea because they have a really <laughs> king's card posted at the door as we go into the next scene we see tolman and Marjorie scene and uh, she's sneaking into his room um and she's just i don't know having small talk with him we get to see everybody's favorite that damn cat sir pounce <laughs> <laughs> yay it's also up Right, I do see a
3: little bit of outrage on, on the internet about his, him not being a kitten and then someone saying, well he's been aged up to match everyone else
0: Of all
2: the
3: things to be outraged about I think it was more for outrage so. At least I hope so
0: and uh, she's basically, like, I don't know, she's just trying to endear herself to him and asks if she can come visit him again, and he seems keen on it. <clears throat> and he's, then He it, seemed into it. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't take much. <laughs> Tolman's starved for attention that's not his mother, so I can't blame him.
3: Yeah, and I yeah. think he's probably now a little bit in love
0: with uh, with Marge, and uh, perhaps afterwards he had a meeting with the Hand of
3: the King, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh my
4: gosh, uh. that's so wrong. He knows where
2: to put it. <laughs> oh like, God! How old is he supposed to be in the show? Because not old the enough. Book is like <laughs> I
3: the think book is like eight. <laughs> I think probably like maybe early teens or early I teen he looked, teens. He's like a twelve-year-old. I, I they He is twelve. Well, if,
1: if Sansa was no, I fourteen, I would assume Joffrey was fourteen or fifteen. Right. So Tommen couldn't be more than maybe twelve mm. on the show.
0: Still way too. Just, young and gross
1: Yeah. Be <laughs> <laughs> like. Ah, uh, Yeah. yeah. Mean, the whole thing was kind of creepy to me. My sister and I were covering our eyes afraid that she was going to make a pass at him during All that right. yeah, yeah, when
3: she leaned in to kiss him, I was praying not for a kiss on the lips. I, no, like, no, I, I, I really,
4: I really don't think it was meant to be anything sexual, and I don't... I didn't get that aside from it's, you know, a woman sneaking around in his room at night. That was
3: probably... I it meant as sexual
4: to me. <laughs> I don't know. I maybe maybe
1: they've just taught me to be afraid. Maybe. <laughs> to
0: yeah, that's, oh, right. that's true. Like I don't trust these assholes. I don't trust. Watch them it. <laughs> Covering your eyes. Yeah, I did the same yeah. thing. I even yeah. wrote in my ed notes that when she leaves, she's immediately surrounded by Chris Hansen and the crew. Of D- <gasps> <laughs> 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 that's how much this scene skeeved me out. <laughs> Okay, moving on to fun times. Happy show, <laughs> Brienne and Jamie. It's the Oathkeeper scene, and um, he's she's reading a single page from his book of brothers, and it's it's kind of a nice moment because the last time he had his page read, <laughs> it didn't go so well for him, and uh, he mentions <laughs> that he still has room left, um, still has room left to write in his page. Uh, and then he gives her the motherfucking sword. <laughs> she
3: gives her a sword, and she likes it.
0: Did their fin- she- did did their fingers brush, or is, is that just hopeful thinking on my part? <laughs> I didn't see oh, no, they it.
3: I think they probably.
0: I think tough. Maggie screen it. <laughs> she did. She did. I
5: think
0: we'll have to have our people weigh in. <laughs> I didn't see it, but I don't
4: think there was any way for them to pass the sword without brushing. So. Yeah. <laughs> This is what it's come to. This is. (laughs) (laughs) Am I the only one
1: who heard innuendo there? What's that? Am I the only one who heard innuendo
0: in that? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, when he he offers her the sword, he reminds her of the oath um, that he made to return the girl to her mother. And, And then he gives her another gift, uh, I, I wrote that he turned into like game show Jamie. <laughs> As he goes and he pulls the cloth and it's the blue armor. And, and like, he
3: hopes that he gets some measurements right. The measurements he took in the bath. <laughs> right?
0: right. <laughs> Anybody who's ever sewn or <laughs> made anything that someone would have to wear like that? Just it just doesn't work like that but and well. you know what
3: it's so much worse for armor which really needs to be spot on with the measurements because it has no stretch
0: Oh uh, well we'll suspend so,
5: belief. he sized <laughs> okay, that giant wench up mm.
0: and um <clears throat> the whole scene though it's like I couldn't their faces like they're, they're both so spot on with the subtle reaction they have to how they treat each other Mm. His, Jamie's been so starved to have any kind of respect from anybody and Brienne's giving it to him in spades Like I love that <clears throat> Anybody have any um, additional thoughts to this? I'm sure you must <laughs> Besides the oh.
3: uh, <laughs> crazy flailing <laughs> You're speechless I am <laughs> I, mean, I think uh, what I really enjoyed about the the armour um Part of the scene was where Brienne says, You know, I'll, I'll find her for Lady Catelyn, and then there's a quite long pause, and she looks down and says, And for you, and she can't look at him. And yeah, just the way he reacts and his face changes at that I thought was
5: oh. Uh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: like high like, pitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's there like, may have been some squealing it's, it's like her face is, is she's so um, unsure if she, if she should say it or not So she has right that,
3: yes like, she is and, and she it's like sense. ultimately she decides oh whatever and she just decides to play her hand and she, she can't look at him but oh yeah the way his face responds to that
4: oh. <sighs>
3: <laughs> sorry I've lost all coherency
4: uh, <laughs> my notes are just ah.
0: Uh... <laughs> oh, you, you turn. <laughs> Again, looking at each other's notes. <laughs> uh, I don't you know. just giggle
1: for three minutes.
0: Right. Okay, <laughs> I think we better move on. <laughs> and um, one of, probably the one of the biggest laughs of this episode is when he tells her he has another gift for her. <laughs> and it. Out so, and it's Podrick with this like big grin on his face.
3: Oh, his she- big smile. He
0: got her a pod. Yay! Aww. And then I love the like the little um interplay with their dialogue here, where she's like, <laughs> "I don't need a squire." It's almost like a throwback to season three, where they just bickered the whole time. I like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I <didn't> <laughs> and when and when Pod calls her Sir,
3: and then the lady, and then Brienne's expression of that, and when she looks at Jamie that was priceless.
0: <laughs>
5: priceless, yes,
0: yes. Yeah, it's, it's really great to see those moments where they like they communicate. They know each other so well; they're communicating without even talking. But
5: right. oh, and
3: that's right. the interesting thing about the whole sequence of this scene was that there was there really wasn't a lot of dialogue exchange between just the two of them. They did a lot of, a lot of their. Um, conversing just with their faces.
2: There was a lot of eye sex going on.
4: <laughs> there really was. <laughs> i call it eye smooches more like.
3: Right. Eye smooching and longing glances.
4: Yeah.
1: Ooh,
0: Torg is so sweet.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Torg's trying to class
0: up the podcast. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you got your work cut out for your girl. Oh. <laughs> uh, the uh, well, one part too, that I thought was funny is when Braun gives Pod the axe that's supposed to be against yes. Tyrion, and mm-hmm. he's just standing there. He's like, "Well, what are you waiting for? A kiss?" And I'm like, "As a matter of fact, Braun, I am." I'm all to kiss, Just do it. <laughs> um, and um, Jamie asks her if she's considered a name for the sword, and she says, "Oathkeeper." Now miffed that Brienne named the sword and not Jamie?
3: Um, You know, initially I was a little bit upset that they took that away from Jamie, but sort of thinking more on it, I kind of think that the change works in a different way. Sort of like Brienne saying that, you know, I will keep this oath for you, and I believe in your honour. And then, you know, we get Jamie's reaction shot, and what she's saying is really reflected in his face, and he, he takes that long pause as he struggles with how to respond to it, and I thought, you know, I'm I'm sort of happy with the way that that worked even though I was initially a bit annoyed at the change. Anybody else? I'm all for
4: new stuff if it's new shippy stuff, so yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Initially I was a little miffed too but um, I've watched it a couple more times and actually I really like it. I think it's I think it's actually better than the book, honestly. Ooh,
0: we don't hear that too often. <laughs> <laughs> no, just, I think it has
2: worked. It's a lot more powerful that she actually named the sword after mm. him now. Mm. Because now, like as she goes out on her quest, whenever she looks at that sword, she's going to be thinking about Jamie now.
0: Oh my
4: god!
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> 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 what are you doing, Leon? When she when <laughs> she strokes <at laughs> yes. it, light <laughs> that not.
5: She's
1: already stroking it. <laughs> it sure <laughs> is. You guys notice? She can't keep her hands off it. Yeah. <laughs> she's just that like long she's... The hilt all the time. Really, she, she really is. Seriously.
0: Yeah. Tori, you're failing miserably here. Getting control the of these <laughs> <Torek>. <laughs> That
3: wasn't even meant to be
0: sexual. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, um, they say their goodbyes. And I'm like my note is literally her fucking face. Oh, That's just her face, but um, his face, face, I've ever seen.
3: Like yeah. oh, oh it killed me. She really she really is about to break down in tears. Oh, she almost man. got me.
5: <sighs>
3: oh, that little chin quiver. Oh God, yeah. Things I mean I just read this whole scene. It's so insanely romantic, just with their you know, I mean they're parting and um, I have to say, I did have a brief chat with Chicky about this after the episode aired, and it really did. Um, you know, we talked about how do you part from your friends like this? No, this isn't, this isn't the way. That, this isn't the way that friends part with uh, their blue and long, long, uh, you know, desperate looks and, and tearing up. And, you know, all the, um, what do we call it? Ice smooching. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's, it's not really an exchange that reflects uh, friendship. It was just really, really super romantic to me.
0: Yeah. We're, we're officially canon, I would think now, right? Like, Platonically romantic? Oh, as close romantic. People are I think. What? Are you serious? Where are you reading More this? Serious. No, I've seen it. Oh, my God. I don't even up the <laughs> <other> words. <laughs> Um, and there was also this other lovely moment as she, <laughs> I got to mention Pod helping her onto her horse. Oh, okay. <laughs> they didn't actually show that, but just him like bending down to help her onto her yeah. horse. Oh, Pod. Yes. I
5: mean,
0: it, it's what squires do, but I just thought, the, yeah, I had the image of it in my head and I thought it was hilarious. Uh,
5: um,
3: and then oh. This, oh, go ahead. No, no I was just going to say, I don't know if you were heading there with the, the goodbye, um, scene, well, the goodbye portion of the scene where, um, you know, Jamie says goodbye to her and it's sort of a, a very direct parallel to the goodbye scene in uh, episode, uh, in uh, season three, episode seven, The Bear of the Maiden Fair, where in that scene it was uh, Brienne saying goodbye to Jamie and he was so overcome with emotion that he couldn't return the goodbye. And in this scene it's it's the opposite where he's saying mm-hmm. goodbye and she, she can't say anything. or she can do is, you know... Her face falls and she just has to leave.
0: Uh, I just want to
5: smush their uh, hands
0: together. Now right? kiss, right? Kiss. Kiss. <laughs> um, there's this part too when she's riding off on her horse, and um, oh. you see Jamie like he's follows, like he's like a magnet, right? I was sorry. He's like just walking across this the shot, like he just right. doesn't. Yeah, he can't. He can't off. let like, her go. He's realizing
3: it.
1: Felt to he me, doesn't. Oh. It felt to me like his face was showing you him just realizing something from the minute she starts to walk away from him. Yes. And as she's riding away, he's just like going through this whole like awakening. Yeah. I think he's understanding how upset she is and what that might mean. And I think he's understanding what? how bothered he is, maybe.
0: Yeah. Maybe yeah. And reading too much into it. No, I, no, no I, I, don't, I, don't,
3: I don't think you are. I think, um, I don't know that he's consciously recognising that perhaps he might be a little bit in love with her now. But he's, as you say, he's certainly realising that um, she's very upset. He's probably realising what that might mean for their relationship. And he's also realising that he really doesn't want her to go, even if he doesn't quite know why yet. Yeah. I think God forbid he know why.
2: I think too yeah. Brianne is the first person that is not a member of his family that he has made a deep connection with, mm. and as he sees her right off, I mean, he's realizing, "Oh my gosh, I might not see her again."
3: Well, that's right. I mean, in I mean, we know better, but for that, for those two, they don't know that they'll. I mean, for them, it's probably likely that they think they'll never see each other again, which adds to the sort of poignancy, I guess, and the and the longing nature of the scene.
0: And my heart doing this funny achy thing. Oh, I'm just <laughs> I honestly, I honestly
3: had butterflies in my stomach watching that scene. <laughs> Tears and butterflies.
1: It was and the music they played with that scene. Oh, oh yeah! Oh, so romantic. Yeah.
0: Totally gorgeous. romantic. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, big sigh Let's catch our breaths (laughs) Anybody have a cigarette? No (laughs) (laughs) Oh, also I wanted to point out to the fact that Braun was there to witness this whole exchange, so there's been some theories that Uh, Braun might be the one to make a dig on Brienne and then get smacked
5: Yeah, I (laughs) I saw that as well
0: Yeah Alright, just putting that one out there (laughs) (laughs) Um, So then we see John and Sam and Sam is worried about Gilly in Molestown brothel, as he very well should be. (laughs) Um, (laughs) John seems to be obsessing over Bran, obviously because he knows he's north of the wall. Um, They're looking at maps and they somehow deduce that the only possible place Bran could be going to is Craster's Keep. And isn't, like, the keep way the hell on the other side of the wall from where Bran was when he ran into Sam. I can't remember the name of that castle they were at. Uh, the Night Fort. Night Fort. Yeah. So, I don't know. They just seem to be playing with the geography a lot, <laughs> fast and loose so, with this show. They really are.
1: It's interesting <laughs> that they might have John and Bran have another close call. Uh, yes. Well, maybe they'll see one another. We don't really know.
0: Okay. Like, where
3: are yeah, they- I, I was, I'm a little bit concerned about the fact that John knows that Bran is alive because in the books yeah. he doesn't. Right. Um, and I, know, I remember in the books, oh, we're going a bit into dance now, but when Stannis has a chat to John about, you know, perhaps becoming Lord of Winterfell, John is reluctant because he thinks it's, it sounds as right. So I wonder if he knows that uh, Bran is alive. I mean, that would pose another issue there as well. Yes, everyone it would. knows and he likes th- Bran better than Santa, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's more because you know Bran would be next in line being male, right?
1: So and I think this puts a pin in a lot of theories that are out there mm. for, that, that about what may go on with John, um, especially the Great Northern Conspiracy.
0: Okay, you're gonna have to elaborate. <laughs> I have no fucking clue. It's talking. a it's a conspiracy. <laughs> theory
1: about um where Rob's will might be Rob um legitimized John we're fairly sure before he died and he had him named as heir he did and there's kind of a whole yes he did
4: oh I remember God. him intending to do that but I don't remember if he actually did
1: it isn't explicitly stated but it's pretty clear that it happened because Catlin's yeah. not happy after the fact oh so, yeah, this kind of puts a pin in a lot of that, for the show at least, with John knowing that Bran is alive.
3: Although I did, um, I did read a theory online that, um, you know, someone suggested J- John may find evidence at Crusters or something to, to indicate to him that Bran is dead. I mean, I don't know, it's just, <laughs> just it someone's means. theory. But it's, it's something they could rectify, I suppose, if they wanted to. They could. Mm-hmm.
0: Anyway. But yeah, no, it is an interesting divergence for sure. We'll have to wait and see where it goes, because this place is going all kinds of places we don't (laughs) expect. Um. Now on somewhere nobody wants to go, and that's Craster's Keep. <laughs> it's like rape central. Oh, this scene was so awful. <laughs> yeah, I
3: found this really distressing.
0: I um I struggled to watch it again when I was doing my rewatch. Ugh, right, and I have the I don't know what the, I wrote, dude. What's this dude's name? He's like dude, Carl.
4: Carl, some some Nights Watch betrayer,
0: Carl. yes <laughs> It's a, it's a
3: name that strikes
0: fear in his. <laughs> well, no wonder he overreacts with things. He's like overcompensating. <laughs> Poor Carl. <laughs> anyway, so he's drinking out of um, the skull of Commander Mormont's head. Yeah, so, yeah, he's a bad dude if you've had he's, the second he's guessing. A cl-
3: he's a classy dude. He should probably guest on the podcast. <laughs> oh,
0: he, has, uh. he has this lovely line fuck him till they're. Dead. Oh. oh, that was—he's a poet. He is. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, they, anyway, one of the women bring in uh, Craster's last son, and they're all chanting, "Give him to the gods! Give him to the gods!" Um, and I had such a hard time <laughs> watching this with the little baby like being taken yeah. out to the snowbank. Like I just. I, I could barely stay in my seat. I just really didn't want to watch that scene.
3: Yeah, between the crying and the fact that the poor baby wasn't even properly covered, I just wanted to just swoop in there and,
5: you know,
0: pick it up and cover right? it. Uh, uh, and we see um, Ghost, uh, well, after they drop the baby off in the snowbank, we see Ghost is in the pen. And I, I wrote, dude, I've really got to learn these guys' names. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember
4: that, guys. You should, should be, be number one. Is
0: he <laughs> Raps, yes. Raps. oh yes that's i'm so glad you two are here <laughs> um so he's kind of uh, poking at the at ghost um kind of being a dink um and then all of a sudden it cuts to like what the fuck time starring bran hoder and the gang <laughs> like what oh, are they gosh. doing there they are at the kraster's keep um, they hear the baby crying. Um, Bran wargs Summer. Summer sees ghosts and falls into a trap. They, um, Mira is the only one with any kind of common sense. <laughs> Saying, um, if your brother's here, why do they have ghosts in a cage? And she's like, we need to go. We need to get the hell out. Um, and of course, that's when they get captured. Um, and then there's another horrible scene that was almost as hard as watching the baby. And that's Hodor. Hodor. Being
3: yeah.
0: abused. Oh, poor that was, yeah, that was awful. <sighs> anyway, head asshole. Because I still can't. Oh, Carl <laughs> 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 observes Brand's uh, nice leather jacket. He picks up that he's. He, he's got some good deduction work. Picks up that he's a little lord. Um, Mira and Jojen. Uh, Jojen is not looking well at this point. He keels no. over, yeah. starts having a seizure. Um, Carl. <laughs> Holds a knife to Mira's throat, Bran yells out that he is Brandon Stark of Winterfell. <clears throat> so Carl leaves her alone after that. Um so my question is, um, why the divergence? Is this just to give Bran something to do? <laughs> How is uh, uh, Yeah, I
5: mean I John I, don't know. I, mean, I...
0: Yeah, I'm not sure
3: about John, but I think it probably is to give Bran something to do because Bran is He's into dance territory now, right, or he's about to venture into dance territory, while most of the other stories are still in um, a storm of swords. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess maybe it's giving him something to do rather than just wandering around the uh, beyond the wall while the rest of the storylines can catch up. And I have to say, it was probably, I mean, I didn't particularly enjoy the scene, but it was probably more interesting um, than we've seen from Bran in quite a while. Yeah, I like, agree. It like turned kind of... Bran around
2: so much. Yeah. I, I liked Bran
4: wandering through the snow, and look at that snowflake, and I'm <laughs> hungry. <laughs> uh,
3: and just complaining about the cold, and are we there yet, Bran? Are we there yet?
0: <laughs> what were you going to say, Chicky?
1: I was just going to say, uh, it, it does give some more urgency to Bran's story. It did make it a lot yeah. more interesting. Yeah. He does He does brush close to Craster's keep. Yes. Um after after the mutineers are there. So it's it's not it's not a crazy divergence, I guess.
3: No, I mean he he is nearby, but he, they're not captured. Right, just um, so like but, yeah. captured, I don't
0: think. Wow. Mm. But yeah, I don't I don't mind the
1: diversion. Yeah. I don't either. And you know, obviously because of what we've just seen in the scene before with what they were doing to Craster's wives, you're terrified for what they're gonna do to Mira. Right,
3: oh. yes. Yeah. I was so sorry for her. I'm glad they didn't uh
0: I didn't go in there. Yet. Oh, sorry. Yeah, let's (laughs) go. I'm a jerk. (laughs) There
4: there were a lot of things wrong with that scene. Uh, I think the worst one was, how the hell was he drinking wine out of that skull? That's not how you drink (laughs) from skulls. (laughs)
5: Then then I
1: decided
4: past
3: experience of drinking it from
4: the skull. (laughs) Well, then I I I decided that it's probably some plastic little Halloween cup that Craster picked up at Party City.
3: You know,
0: all he was awesome. a little
3: umbrella in the
0: straw. <laughs> he throws awesome Halloween parties. Torek's going to post something on our Tumblr, how to properly drink out of a human <laughs> <laughs>
3: ten, ten easy steps. <laughs> <laughs> Step one, kill Lord Commander. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, you see, you have to turn it over so that you drink, that it's the oh. skull part that you have to drink out of. Because they will <laughs>
0: You're a little And a straw helps.
3: (laughs) This is what happens when we don't have Jamie and Brienne to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) But we had
0: plenty of
4: Jamie and Brienne.
0: (laughs) Okay. Um, so now we're really really going into what the fucksville with the next <laughs> uh, we see a uh, white walker holding the little baby um, he's going somewhere we've never seen or have ever read of before it's um, almost like this stone hedge ice thing and he carries the baby puts him on this little pedestal thing and he gets picked up by like this weird alien looking guy <laughs> And then he takes his finger and touches the baby's cheek and you hear this weird ice crackling noise. And I'm like, dude, did he just give birth?
3: <laughs> I was about to say, my first response to that part was, so that's where white walker babies come from. <laughs>
0: um, so we've all kind of speculated, I think, that these babies were never being killed. Um, we just didn't know what exactly they were. Was being done with them. I kind of guessed it'd be something like this. Um, is anybody like uh, really shocked though that they would just go ahead and show this scene? Or any thoughts on it?
3: I was really surprised by it. I, I mean, I was. I really enjoyed it. I like getting the new info, and I think for the very first time, um, those of us who are book readers were were a little bit surprised <laughs> at the show, which yes. is a nice a nice change. Um, and I, there are plenty of theories that cling around the internet right now, and I think the more or the most predominant one is that we perhaps maybe have gotten our first glimpse into the lands of always winter. Um, I don't know. It could be Narnia. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, no, that was, you know, it's hard to speculate. I know there have been a lot of people also talking about, um, as you referred to him, the alien guy as perhaps being the knight's king. Um, And I wonder whether maybe Chiki or Eon (laughs) want to talk about whether they
0: have any thoughts on that. Oh, who's the Night's King?
1: Oh. <laughs> uh, well, the Night's King ahead, was, king. um, oh, a, a Lord Commander of the Night's Watch hundreds, maybe thousands of years before, who supposedly married one of the others. One of what we're calling the White Walkers on the show.
0: It was a chick, right? Like, Yes.
1: Yes, a woman. He married a woman, a woman White Walker.
0: <laughs> well, you never know. <laughs> yeah,
1: you, know, you never know. Good point. Um, <laughs> Anyway, so he kind of became the Knights King they called him because as we know the others operate in darkness um as opposed to Rolore who is the Lord of Light. So uh, um that- could this be the Knights King, a Knights King? We don't really know.
5: Yeah.
2: I and mean, it's interesting well, to
5: think
2: Well there was this thing I've seen where um HBO released this synopsis and they had mentioned that it was a, a White Walker was bringing the baby to the Night's King, and then yes. shortly after that, they <laughs> edited it and said it was just they're bringing the baby to the White Walkers.
1: Right? Wow. Yeah. Well,
4: that's there's a screen cap though. From,
2: there is on the Reddit HBO Reddit website with the
1: Night's
4: King on there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. oh, well, I think it's a uh, Darth Maul's bastard son, Darth Snow, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, can we ever get through one of these without a Star Wars reference? <laughs> no,
4: I'm sorry. That's, no, that's impossible. not when I'm here.
0: <laughs> okay, so I think that's going to end up the summary. Unless anybody has any last words about the episode.
2: Well, as far as the scene goes, I mean, there are times where the deviations. There, some of them have been really good some of them i don't agree with some of them i take with a grain of salt but this one i was left with are we being is this a huge spoiler for the winds of winter
1: yes yeah yes, <laughs> yes being, i yeah, mean five yeah.
2: books already and we don't know too much about the white walkers right. and with this i mean we see that there's actually like a hierarchy hierarchy i can't even now, Higher. Higher, hierarchy of White Walkers. There's actually yeah. order, and I was pretty blown away. I thought it was a really good scene. I thought it was too. Yeah, it was
1: great to see, yeah. and it makes sense with the show that they would need to show that now. Whereas, you know, George Martin's gotten away with with pushing this off.
5: But the show yeah. kind
1: of needed to address what what the White Walkers or the others were.
0: Yes, yeah, I, I, agree. I was really excited. Me too.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah you I know was. what it is because you're seeing something new, right? Like you're seeing, yeah. you're yes. so smug watching the show. <laughs> That's not what happens. <laughs> and then you get this: what the hell? It is exciting. Yeah, for sure. I'm
3: gonna say I was watching
0: this with my mom, and she was she was
3: uh, saying to me, "Oh, what what what's happening? What does this mean?" And I'm like, "I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> <You're>
2: not...
5: <laughs> uh, do they
2: have White Walker baby daycare now? I don't know. <laughs>
0: I bet it would be expensive. Write that fanfic. I am not writing that. (laughs) Oh, the smut would be gross.
5: (laughs) Oh my gosh.
0: Okay, moving on. (laughs) This concludes our episode. Um, But before we go, I just want to... Thank everybody um who's taken time to write a comment, um, a post on Tumblr and email. And I think Chickie has our list for us of um I do.
5: Managing.
1: Okay, uh, we had a message from F seventh who said that she thought the podcast was going smoother every week. <laughs> she and um I mean after this. <laughs> <laughs> and she threw in that uh she thought in last week's app sandwiches was a great substitute for yd's sexy accent so that was that was a thumbs up to the non-north american english accents. um kotho sent us a really nice note in which she said oberon can get it um tamji lee sent us a great note and she had a great quote in her note that was um sandwiches you're so cool because so much of the gentlest schism is serious and maudlin. I forgot how funny you are. And, of oh. course, G.S. would be reading the sex excerpt. <laughs> <laughs> Else but could do it justice.
0: Oh, damn.
1: And then we had uh, two other notes from Lizzie and Anonymous asking about how they could be on the podcast.
0: Okay, that's And
1: good. more to come later, guys, on that.
0: Yeah. Okay, we're going we're gonna to address that on the next one because we do have one more planned guest for the next time, so... Just stay tuned to Tumblr if you're not following us on Tumblr. What the hell is our Tumblr? Close the door and come heretumblr.com It's the whole thing. Okay. And <laughs> don't nice. forget about iTunes. Yeah, we're on iTunes.
1: Um, if we... Please please give us ratings and leave us reviews on iTunes.
0: Yeah, like... It they helps.
4: don't even have to be nice reviews. Just <laughs> ratings. I would prefer a nice review.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like uh, we got one review, right? From, I think uh, we might be up to two now. Ooh. Ooh. Is it mine? <laughs> 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 but um yeah, just like one review jumped us up like 10 spots, I think you said, right? So if you leave a review and um, give us a rating, it really helps give us more of a profile on iTunes. I don't know why I want that, but I kind of do. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you can email us at uh, close the door and at gmail.com if you're so inclined. Okay, so... Thank you, guys. Thank you for being here and recording this with me.
3: Thank you for moderating. Yet again, you
0: did a great job. Thank you a lot. You're welcome. Thank you.
5: Aw,
4: okay. You're a shining star. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye,
0: Bye. Bye. (laughs) guys. Bye. Bye.